Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Monday, June 28th, and this is your FT News Briefing. The UK's financial watchdog is cracking down on one of the world's biggest cryptocurrency exchanges, and Danish media groups are banding together to try and force big tech companies to pay for news. Plus, US companies are struggling to hire enough workers as they try to reopen. Another headache, Amazon, paying $15 to $20 an hour for warehouse workers. And it's forced other employers who have their own warehouses or stores or anything else nearby to try and, if not match Amazon, at least get closer than they were. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. Regulators around the world have been cracking down on the cryptocurrency industry. And the latest move came over the weekend from the UK's Financial Conduct Authority. It ordered the cryptocurrency exchange Binance to stop all regulated activities in Britain. The FT's Adam Sampson says this is a big development. Binance is one of the biggest players globally in crypto trading. You can trade things like Bitcoin on it, but you can do more convoluted stuff too. Things like futures, options, borrowing, savings accounts, all those kind of things. And so the FCA basically coming out and saying you can't do many operations here in this country is is a fairly significant crackdown on on a large operator. And, And I should mention that Japan put out a warning last week on Binance, and and other countries have as well in recent months. Um, For instance, Germany put out a warning in April about stock tokens, uh, which trade on the Binance exchange. So Adam, what does it mean for people who trade in cryptocurrency, you know, Binance customers? I think it's probably too early to say exactly what it means for Binance customers. Uh, One thing that's definitely for sure is Binance has been told effectively it can no longer operate in the UK. Um, However, Binance customers in the UK can still use the Binance exchange in other jurisdictions. It's just the way that sort of the FCA framework is built. Now, obviously, if other global regulators continue following suit, that could potentially make it more difficult for them to do business. But I think at this point, you know, we can't really say, you know, with any clarity exactly what it means. And and it's sort of fairly common in crypto just because the industry is moving so quickly and often even more quickly than regulators are sort of able to keep up. That's the FT's Markets News Editor, Adam Sampson. Denmark's media want Google and Facebook to pay for news, and it's pioneering a tactic to try and do this. Almost 30 Danish media companies plan to meet this Friday for their first time as a collective bargaining group. The head of the alliance says that in most countries, Google and Facebook just negotiate deals with dominant media companies, and the rest of the market has to follow suit. He told the FT that this collective action means big tech groups won't be able to divide and conquer as usual. The move is also based on the EU Copyright Directive, which gives news publishers the right to claim revenues for the online use of their material. Now, Facebook responded to the Danish alliance by reducing the content that appears when users share hyperlinks. That's to minimize liability, because in countries that apply EU copyright law, platforms need publishers' permission to post anything more than just the basic link. Meanwhile, Google said it would respect the way that Danish publishers choose to negotiate. We have been reporting on the ongoing labor shortage in the U.S. Companies trying to reopen after the pandemic closures just can't find enough workers. It's unclear why this is happening. Some people blame government unemployment benefits. Others point to a lack of childcare. Now, some businesses say 
Amazon is to blame. The FT's Andrew Edgecliff-Johnson joins me to explain. Hey, Edge. Hi, Mark. Edge, what's the evidence that Amazon is contributing to the labor shortage? Is there anything concrete there? Well, it's quite anecdotal. I have to say what set me off on this story initially was hearing the CEO of Levi Strauss uh, saying that we've got folks around the corner from Amazon warehouses. Amazon's not afraid to pay $15, $20 an hour, so we're having to consider raising our wages. I had a very, very similar conversation with the CEO of Carrier, which makes air conditioners in places like Tennessee and Minneapolis, which was having the same problems. But if you look at the data, we are seeing a sort of step up in wage growth for the lower earning Americans. These are typically people who are working in warehouses, working in factories, and What's interesting is that this effect seems to be spreading through the economy to areas like retail now. Why is Amazon raising wages so much? Is this a purely uh, free market supply and demand issue? What are the factors that come into play here? What's interesting is it started pre-pandemic. And you have to remember Amazon was getting a lot of heat for making all this money and paying less than $15 an hour. So it's been under a lot of pressure. In 2018, it introduced a minimum hourly wage of $15 before benefits, which is actually double the federal minimum wage, which hasn't changed for a decade. So it established this as the starting wage for an Amazon warehouse. What's happened, academics show, is that in areas around those warehouses, that's kind of become the expectation. And it's forced other employers who uh, have their own warehouses or stores or anything else nearby to try and, if not match Amazon, at least get closer than they were. Yeah. And we're seeing other big corporate chains like Walmart, McDonald's, Target, also paying $15 an hour. And it shows that workers have some leverage, right? And I guess my question is, will this leverage last? Well, we have a very specific situation right now, as you said, there are these labor shortages uh, to do with the pandemic, which people, some people think it's to do with uh, government unemployment checks. Some people think uh, because the pandemic has limited immigration to the US. Some people think because a lot of women can't find the childcare they need while schools are still operating remotely. And so a lot of people hope that those factors are going to change fairly fast towards the end of the summer, maybe September time. But I think Having seen these big companies like Walmart, like McDonald's in Target and other places like that, follow the lead of Amazon and start implementing this $15 an hour wage, that is becoming an expectation which I think is not going to end with the pandemic. Now, this might be financially viable for big corporations to bump up workers to 15 bucks an hour, but what does it mean for smaller businesses to have this pressure to keep up with Amazon, even though they they might not be able to, to afford it? Well, I spoke to the head of the National Federation of Independent Businesses, which represents those mom and pop employers, and she said, this is just the latest way in which Amazon has squeezed these small businesses around the country. Um, But about one in 10 small businesses around the country competes directly with an Amazon distribution center for staff. And they believe that Amazon's growth during the pandemic at a time when a lot of small businesses, small shops, small restaurants had to close has just strengthened its hands. So there is a long-term grumbling from the small business sector about Amazon, which you have to put this in, 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 in that context. But... I think there is also a specific factor here where Amazon has kind of leapt ahead and now the smaller companies are really struggling to match those higher wage expectations. Andrew Edgecliff-Johnson is the FT's U.S. business editor. Thank you, Edge. 
Thank you, Mark. And before we go, a message from European banks. If you want remote work flexibility, come work for us. Remote work is turning into a recruiting benefit, at least for European banks who want to lure talent away from U.S. competitors. The FT reports that Swiss bank UBS plans to allow two-thirds of its staff to mix working from home and the office, and they'll do this permanently. It's a stark difference from the approach Wall Street banks are taking, especially when it comes to New York staff. If you recall, Morgan Stanley's chief executive recently told employees, if you can go into a restaurant in New York City, you can come into the office. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. From a local business to a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.